Thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and the following episode is sponsored by the team at Crypto528DAO with a view to be your weekly source of crypto news, education, trading, and helping guide you through another crypto winter. I hope you enjoy this weekly crypto update series and invite you to leave a review. This will allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast, including all episodes in this Crypto 528 sponsored series. I also invite you to subscribe to the Calgary Business Podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and even Amazon Music. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day. Good afternoon and welcome to the Crypto Market Updates with Mark Megalioko. I got that right, Mark? Yep, yep. Uh, I thought we were going to switch it up every week. but that, Mark is <laughs> Crypto 5... Mark's with the Crypto 528 crew down in Cayman Islands. Mark, it has been nearly two weeks since our last episode. And literally, I just I have to share this with you because it's just been a long time waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, I thought you were going to share something. Were you going to share? I thought you said you were going to share something. Yeah, I've been on hold for two weeks, Mark. Oh, okay, that's been a long time. That hold has been on for two weeks. So what's happened in the crypto markets, Mark, since our last uh, chat back on 26th of September? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, quite a bit. A few things going on in the markets in the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, it was a pretty dry uh, dry week the other week. And I think we just got caught up. We're trying to launch our NFTs, right? So we got... uh, our, our yeah. NFT so, collection. The so call waiting was that. still on. The call waiting was still on there, Mark. You must have missed it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can do. We can do. Uh, you know, the spam airdrops, the infinite airdrops. Can't wait for those. Well, it's insane. Like you know, yeah, like, the, like the market's been. Uh, obviously, we're going to see when you go through the Bitcoin ch- charts again. But it's insane the number of free airdrops. We'll send you. Well, free how many ETH. of them are like scams? Right, that's the other question. But the free but, ETH. The one the other day was like, oh yeah, we'll send you six. You've qualified for our special six ETH. Yeah, so, I'm like, who the hell is gonna send you free money like that? Like, oh, here, here's just we've randomly selected to send you free money. Like, come on, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, if you can't, if you can't figure that out, that, that that's a scam. Like, you deserve to be scammed, I guess. But but anyway. let's look at the first. Let's look at the first one because BlackRock is invested. Uh, mm-hmm. Was invested in the, there was something that came out their new ETF. And and eleven percent of that ETF was invested in a company called Block, who you probably know them. They're in Cayman Islands. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's Block One or if it's Block. Um, yeah, I'm not sure which. There's a few different. Well, it's okay. problem is like Block, <laughs> and there's also. I mean, there's a there's like I mean, Cayman has a their CEC zone or Cayman Economic Zone, yeah, CEZ zone, whatever it is. Um, and it's the you know they can't sell their products in Cayman, but they can, you know, operate here and sell the products outside of Cayman. So there's, there's a lot of companies that are uh, located in the, uh, in that zone. Okay. So I would imagine Block is probably in there as well, but um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, actually, it's pretty exciting. Like what, you know, BlackRock, so they've actually launched a new blockchain ETF. Uh, and so that's, I mean, available on the traditional markets, right? So right. it would be available on the NASDAQ and uh, stuff like that. But uh, so it's got 75% exposure to crypto firms 
25% exposure to payments slash semiconductor firms. So actually that sounds like, I mean, depending, you could really have to check into the list and see, you know, what companies they have in included in there. But I mean, it's BlackRock. So usually their products are, um, you know, pretty well uh, researched and things like that. But that's pretty exciting. And I mean, you know, they're saying in the article, like it's you know, BlackRock has increasingly become tied to crypto. And I mean, if you look at BlackRock's assets under management, I mean, I, I think they have like $10 trillion under management. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking like a huge, huge financial player, right? So um, good news. I mean, good news for the space, definitely all well, around, like, right? You know, the more I listen to is like, when is this adoption? I was listening to yesterday, the BlackRock, uh, the Black, the Bloomberg uh, crypto. And she was saying, you know, since 2020, this institutional adoption, they've been talking about it. It just kind of slow. It, it's almost like it's slowly creeping in. And mm -hmm. it's it's just yeah. there, like with BlackRock and their 10, 10 trillion, you know, money that they manage or AUM or, you know, it's mm -hmm. an incredible amount of wealth that can yeah. shift into this suddenly, you know, the swell. And I talked about the swell and I don't know if the past episodes, but, you know, we're a blow trillion on the, the, the crypto market in terms yeah. of market cap. But when it hits 10, 10 trillion or 5 trillion or, you know, it's just people are just going to go, whoa, and, and Black, BlackRock, BlackCoin. <laughs> Bitcoin will be, you know, a hundred thousand easily with that kind of a swell. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. It just, you know, the supply and demand of the markets. Right. And so if you got $10 trillion coming in trying to buy Bitcoin, well, you know, then the price of Bitcoin is going to go up. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, exciting times, man. So that's, that okay. was a good uh, development for the week. And then uh, moving on. So looks like uh, Europe has finally green lighted the MICA license. Uh, and so what that is, it's like an EU passport license for crypto. Yeah. Uh, so it's a regulatory license. So basically if you, I mean, because how it works now is like each EU company or country has their own specific crypto regulation. So, I mean, to be like legally allowed unified. to operate. Is this going to be yeah. a unified? The MICA be a unified license. So you apply yeah. for one license, you have your, then you get, you know, access to all the EU so you can, you know, sell your product, your crypto product in all of the EU. So huge, I mean, that's a huge development too, right? Because, um, I mean, it really just solidifies the presence of cryptocurrency in the EU, right? And, uh, you know, and that it facilitates uh, companies getting into it and facilitates people being able to do transactions and stuff in there, right? So um, it's a win, well, it's a win for the space. You know, and I noticed someone wrote to me, but that was a tweet you sent and it was, you know, a good goodbye DeFi. But I mean, if, if a company, <laughs> let's let's just put it this way. For yeah. my, my thinking is if companies are getting regulated or certified or you know you've you've talked about regulation we talked about singapore in one of these past episodes and the regulatory yeah. framework there if the companies are regu regulated why can't the individuals fall under that i mean it's like if it, it, if people are so secret yet the companies aren't i mean it, it it's not de defi to its fully 100 percent where the right. companies are are anonymous and so are the individuals there's got to yeah. be a common there's got to be a fine line what do you i mean how do you res respond to that yeah i mean i i think you know someone here in Cayman, actually, the guy he owns, uh, it's a guy that owns coinpayments.com. So um, pretty successful payments company, and they, they're pretty heavily involved in crypto. But he, you know, even before all this shit went down, all, sorry, all these things went down, um, you know, he was, he was telling me, like, DeFi is going to become a thing of the past just because, like, I mean, no regulator is going to let you operate, A, without having, like, I mean, most, a lot of these companies in the DeFi space, they're not even real companies. They're just anonymous project teams that are operating. They don't have, like, you know, there's no, there's no accountability for these, yeah. you know, these companies and things like that. And then, um, you know, and when it comes down to money laundering and AML compliance, I mean, that's one of the biggest, you know, things that have always been 
uh, centered around crypto, right? And then like no government, no regulatory body is going to let you operate as an individual or a company without being regulated and without having KYC or doing AML checks, right? They're just not, it's just not a possibility. And, and even for us personally, I mean, like we're a huge supporter of decentralization and, um, you know, and all, all, and also like anonymity, right? So like where you can still be hide and hide yourself online. However, you know, if you're operating on our exchange, you have to sign up and do KYC AML, right? right. So we right. know, we, we know whose wallet address it is, but nobody else in the world knows, you know, whose wallet. It, it won't show you as your as a user. It's still going to show you your wallet address, but we have done our checks, right? And, and that's just for our purposes too. Like we don't want to be supporting money laundering or any terrorist activities or any, you know, any Russian oligarchs, you know, things like that, right? Where um, we want to make sure that we're abiding by the, you know, the global compliance, right? Uh, and so that's, and, that, and and that's why I think like the true DeFi where this, where, you know, there's like the wild, wild west out there where there's no companies and that's where these pop-up, you know, companies come and give you an airdrop for an that's NFT right. and then they disappear, right. you know, I mean, things like that, right? So it's good. It's a good thing. It'll get it's rid a of fine all balance. All. I mean, I, I yeah. listened to the, you know, they were talking about uh, some of the, I think it was, I don't know if it was Celsius or one of the ones that went bankrupt. This So the mm -hmm. Bloomberg, again, Bloomberg Crypto, she was, there was, they were talking about how there's, they, they touted out there that they were, uh, assets were CDIC approved or CDIC, you know, deposits. Yeah, it was Celsius, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think it was Celsius. So the, the deposits were CDIC. And so the cash held with the comp the bank is, is the, so so the, so whatever bank, let's just say Chase Manhattan Bank or whatever it is, yeah, was that itself, that institution itself had CDIC protection or whatever depositors protection, but not the companies, just Celsius, the deposits. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible. Like they were touting that and for individuals, you know, I don't think Celsius, but it was somebody, one of those ones I had recently went back. I, I remember it too. I, I think it was during the same time Celsius. I, I think it was Celsius, but I could be wrong. It could have been someone else. But so that, but, that thing, that people cry for, they want decentralization. They want anonymity. Mm -hmm. They want this crypto, crypto. They want this kind of, but when they, when things go wrong, they cry for the government. That right. centralized authority to help yeah. them. So, well, yeah, I, I, I like mean, I, well, I mean, that's the whole reason regulation came into effect in the first place, right? And it's not just crypto. I mean, the whole goal of the regulators was to actually just provide security and safety for using these, you know, using financial products and stuff, right? Um, so that, I mean, that was the, everyone hates the regulators, but it's, I mean, really that's their job is to make sure to, to make the markets safe, right? Yeah. And to make the, the, the space safe for everyone to use, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, well, I, the, I mean, the EU is a big, for me, since EU's been, I mean, to me, it's kind of this massive regulatory bureau, bureaucratic machine. But in order to get 27 countries together, that's a big task. Um, and so hats off to them. They, yeah. they, I think, you know, the regulatory red tape, I think they, they issue regula regulations or the regulatory framework can be quite quick and uh, spe speedy compared to with, when you're dealing with 27. But it's still a massive bureaucracy. I mean, the EU is a massive bureaucracy. I mean, here it's got 20 official languages, so everything yeah. has to be translated. But it's amazing that they can still, you know, get stuff done, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, so, yeah, but a huge win for the space, in my opinion, because, um, and, and, and the way I view it is, like, the more that the regulators start bringing in regulation into the space, and the more that, it means acceptance, right? Because they, if they're regulating it, they're allowing it. Yeah. They're allowing it to exist, right? So they're saying it, it can exist, but you need to operate within this framework, right? But then it means like, you know, it's here to stay. The technology, crypto, it's all here to stay. 
and anyone that says, oh, it's a fad, it's going away, blah, 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 blah. Well, if it's well, regulated, I mean, it's it's here, it's not going anywhere, right? So if they weren't going to regulate it and they said they're going to shut it down, then that's a different story, you know? Let's skip to the fad one. And there's one of the articles we, yep. you, you've, you've uh, sent me as exactly that. So documenting Bitcoin <laughs> on after. Twitter. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, man. It's like there. So they had an article comparing it. Uh, let's see. What's the date on this? This one, we could probably share the screen. Let's share the screen on that one. Yeah, we can share the screen on this one. Sure. I'll, yeah. I'll talk through it while you're getting ready. But it basically, okay. the Internet may be just a passing fad back right. in December 2020. And yeah, then right you've got. Here. OK, so here you go. Uh, no, this is uh, December 5th, 2000. Yeah. The Internet may just be a passing fad as millions give up on it. <laughs> right so they, i mean this like, is exactly like, so, what, what a dumb like you know how, how dumb does this guy feel now after writing that like wow wow james remember when you wrote that article about the internet being a fad like oh yeah well wow, that that's that reminds me there was a there was a gary vaynerchuk like Jake, to jake's gonna have the same epiphany like 10 years from now but i mean what is bitcoin for right exactly so here's a guy writing bitcoin looks like a faded fad as fed goes mm -hmm. all in on rate hikes i mean First of all, he's working with Bloomberg, right? He's one of those twenty five hundred uh, employees. I I don't know what, what what people get on these things. Why they have to have such a you know a headliner? I guess they want to. Well, they're trying to sell on. news, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just, but it's like you know, I I think when you come up and you and you make like a bold statement like that, you know, like you really better have some ammunition behind you to to back up your statement, right? And like. You know what? Because the the Fed is going all in on rate hikes, that that's, that means that Bitcoin's done. Like, I mean, the whole point of Bitcoin was to, if you understand what Bitcoin is, is to have a decentralized method of payment and currency, which yeah. is supposed to be completely separate from our traditional finance and, and methods of payment and currency. So because it's like it's archaic to send hundred dollars. Mark, <laughs> if I try to send a hundred dollars from bank. Uh, CIBC here in Canada, right? Yeah. It'll take a couple of days. First of all, they have to be open to transfer yeah. it for me. And second of all, it's going to cost probably 50, 30, 40, $50 just to send $100. And yeah. Bitcoin, probably $2. And I can send it within 15 minutes. Yeah. Know, if I, if yeah I, as long as I have the addresses right and both, yeah. both parties. Exactly, man. But, and, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's kind of one of the things like I, I did a presentation uh, for my company for, for Dart. Uh, yeah, let's stop. So, Are you still sharing the screen? Let's stop sharing. Yeah, I can stop, I can stop sharing. But that was one of the points like, I kind of highlighted. Like, you know, regardless of what you think about Bitcoin and, and you know, cryptocurrency, blah, 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 it's the technology behind it that's, the, yeah. that's really revolutionizing the world. And that's what I mean, they're calling it Web3 because it's the new, like, it's, the, it's replacing the old version of the internet, right? And it's like the technology behind it is going to be it's faster. It's more efficient. It's, exactly, it's you right? know, it's, it's with in line with, you know, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. They talked about when they introduced Palm Pilots. Now, you're probably too young to remember Palm Pilots. Oh, but... I remember the Palm Pilots. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> but, you know, you had the little, and you had the little stick, the little pen that you could... Yeah, uh, and you could write, yeah. the, and it would guess, yeah. the, it would predict the letters that you were writing, and it right. was before its time. And so they, they literally mm -hmm. had to scrap Palm Pilot. I think Microsoft bought them in, in the end. But I think PayPal, it was, I was listening to, it was Reid Hoffman, and he was one of the co-founders of PayPal or LinkedIn, and LinkedIn. And he was talking about it. I didn't, I didn't catch quite catch who he was working for that owned it and they had to start the project mark well uh good old internet trouble here i'm still here but literally they had to scratch you can hear me <laughs> mark okay looks like we've got some troubles here folks we're gonna
So it looks like it looks like we had some technical difficulties. Yeah. No, literally. I, so the Palm Pilot. I was just saying the example was that was a project before its time, and they had to scrap it. Like the the you know it's it's it was more on Reed Hoffman talking about how they you know you have to make a decision quickly as an entrepreneur and and, and make a decision. So anyway, there's I don't want to belabor the point on on Palm Pilot, but certainly in 1997, you know I think people at Yellow Pages talked about the fad. How the internet was a fad, and there's no way you can sell anything online. And look at the yellow pages today. I don't know where they are. Right? Yeah, and and then like you know, just moving on that on that point because uh, how dumb I think that statement is. Uh, you know, I just I don't. It really irritates me when people go and make bold statements like that when you just know. Uh, you know, it's like do some research. But anyway, so no, moving on. I mean, see that, the mark. But even still, if you think of history, like I remember yeah. some of the early. I, watching recently something the early commercials on tv so in the 50s mm -hmm. what did they know radio they went from radio right so what they did was they held up pictures they didn't know what to do right so they held up handwritten things because they didn't know you know how people were going to perceive and they read from that a handwritten thing so they could people could see it so some of those early commercials were almost radio like in the, you know in how right they um just, yeah okay so am i able to share my screen yet uh, nice yeah, let's, let's yeah I'm just because uh, coming off the statement how you know bitcoins can be a fad well you can now pay at McDonald's in Lugana with Bitcoin tether and the city's own stablecoin LVGA so yeah. that's, that's pretty cool though they got like, I mean I didn't really get sound on it but I mean it's pretty cool so you can order there and then just check it out so that you they come here you can pay with Bitcoin yeah enter in your amount blah 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 and then you scan your wallet watch so they got a QR code and then yeah. you go and there you go there is the future so yeah. uh Jake Lloyd Smith, hope you uh, listen to this podcast and realize that maybe you are not a bright person to be writing articles. Anyway, moving on. Um, no, but that so let's let's expand on that because there's the you know before we move on from that, they've issued mm -hmm. their own tether. They've so right, the, they've, they've issued the, their own stablecoin. The city is called LVGA, the Swiss city of Lugano, right? The initial yep. plan B is designed to scale Bitcoin and stablecoin adoption in Lugano. So that's just a city. Yeah. So yep. the city state, which is, you know, I've never been there. It's I think it's north North Italy or, or south. It's north, sort of the northern part of Italy, southern southern Switzerland, sort of the, close to that border. But I oh, you know, okay, I, I'm not actually sure where I, yeah, I thought it was a, LVGA. Interesting. Yeah, Lugano plan B. Yeah. So the the you yeah, know, the tether chief technology officer officer was part of this and so this is incredible oh, cool. forward thinking right so yeah. the article there's this i'm reading from the article that's attached to mcdonald's taking that so you know i mean hats off to mcdonald's of course but hats off to the city going back to your you know an earlier comment i think we talked about uh, estonia being a crypto friendly or country know, country yep. so this is you've got a city a small city i don't even know what's the population of lugano Right. Yeah, yeah, the city of Lugano. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm curious to see. Let's see, Lugano population. So here you have you know, nine thousand people. There you go. City in Switzerland. Yep. So I think you, you saw one of my articles, one of the posts I I posted the other day. You know, in 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 Switzerland's been since I've been in the space since 2017. Switzerland's been in the forefront in terms of adoption mm -hmm. and uh, crypto. So there was a company they raised 380 million. For a you know a, a kind of a bringing real assets together with the crypto assets or the digitized assets, so you know three hundred eighty million is no small chunk of change. No, that's never a good, heard of that's a good chunk. Neither heard of those companies, but Switzerland, 
this I think this stems from Switzerland itself as a country, mm -hmm. the adoption and, and their, their banking, you know, they've been TradFi is certainly a Swiss is part of Switzerland. So this is to my to, to my way of thinking, this is probably a natural extension to who the country's always been in terms of in yeah. finance. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. And I mean it just shows the continued growing adoption of it, right? And then uh, you know, moving on for another one, we got <laughs> Breaking, Visa partners with F FTX to offer Bitcoin, crypto debit, and crypto debit cards in 40 countries. So, yeah. again, the statement, Bitcoin is a fad. Do your research before writing an article. But continuing on, sorry, that really, like, grinds my gears when people just, you know, put big headlines and they have no idea what they're talking about. But, uh, well, no, I mean, so Visa partnering with FTX, journalism right? Journalism in it. In I mean, uh, FTX is huge and yep. if you think this space, right? I'm, I'm just going yeah. to that article. Yeah, and I think FTX, I can remember, remember, remember when we had that chart and we showed up, you know, who all these com companies that had invested in yeah. crypto. Yeah. I can't, I think BlackRock had invested in FTX or there's, you know, there's one of these big uh, players that had invested in FTX. Um, but let's, again, let's go TradFi, traditional yeah. finance Visa. Like Visa yeah. is your go-to for the last 40, 50 years, right? For, for, right. For, for settlements, right? So they've, yeah. they've launched uh, in 40 countries a crypto debit card. Yeah. So obviously Visa's grasped onto this. But, you know, I, I remember, so going back to four years ago when I had our blockchain project and I reached out to one of the a Visa guy who, who, who was, we played tennis together. He moved, he relocated from Dubai over to San Francisco to be part of the Visa head office. I literally said, yeah, Visa's always looking for something new. You know, they were just... Back, uh, so our, our internet connection again. Mark, are you there? No, so that's right. I, I, I can hear you. So, yeah, I don't know. And back then, he's like, oh, yeah, Visa's uh, always looking for something new. Body. Obviously, our project wasn't, yep. you know, wasn't further, far, far enough along, but here yeah. you are. But at least that's they're like, they're putting their name behind it, too, yeah. right? You know, they're they're exposing themselves, right? Well, I don't know if it's exposure, but this is TradFi grasping onto you know so existing you know to into F fdx is obviously a massive player uh um, yeah exactly in space and so anyway so that's another one of those it's, it's not whether or not the bloomberg guy is right i think yep. he's 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 grasped on the legislation is trying to kibosh bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and all that versus reality is people are still you know they're still building on this on this uh on the technology Exactly. Yeah, it's just continuing to evolve, right? And it's the same thing like the internet. It's just going to continue, continue to evolve until, as all we know, right, where everything we do is just in, engulfed in the blockchain space. But anyway, uh, and so finally, looking at, I can stop sharing my squad. I'll just might as well, yeah, I'll stop yeah, sharing. Let's go back but, to TradFi. Let's go back to yeah, there you go. The uh, the, uh, the non-share, and the yeah, <laughs> I guess the last, of course, was the uh, you know the hundred million uh, cross brain cross cross brain <laughs> cross chain bridge exploit uh that happened on binance on the bsc not on binance but on their on their bnb chain yeah so that's a pretty bad one and you know someone had found an exploit there and they were it's it's just crazy you know these it's and it's always these bridges right and yeah i don't know man i don't know how they you know that a lot of these vulnerabilities seem to be coming out of these bridges and i don't know like you know, maybe it's the coding or whatever that's been written, and and yeah. they're not getting the proper audits done on the code. But you know, whoever like they, they but that's a lot. So they there's a hundred million on this one. This was a hundred. Well, million. they said. I mean, originally they had anticipated six hundred million, and okay. I think they said like four hundred million of the assets were frozen, so the hacker couldn't move them. 
um because they were able to identify it pretty quickly or whatever but even by the time they'd done that he'd, he'd managed to get 100 million out right but that's as you said we covered on a past episode that cross chain the vulnerability right yeah so and i will this goes back to mark a lot that you know that when if you look at the the they call it the i guess the the, the crypto in, in cybersecurity, they call it the landscape of the vault you know where where the points of entries are so you know, there's now they're mm -hmm. moving. This is some is a different topic, but it's really part of that. How is the entry point? Where's the weakest entry point? Where's your the, the central point of failure or the weakest point of failure? And that's what they're happening. They're they're catching onto these 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 uh, cross chains or these bridges. bridges right? Yeah, and I think that's what it is because you know, within like when you're working on one specific network, the network mm -hmm. itself is it's difficult for it to get hacked, right? I mean, that's when you get when you get into true true blockchain. I don't know who's blowing up my WhatsApp, but. Um, when you get into true blockchain, it's very difficult to hack it, right? But um, and that's you know where the security element is. But when you go from network to network, yeah. and that's when you need this bridge, right? And it's the bridge itself that's the vulnerability. The networks are, are aren't aren't hackable, right? But it's the bridge itself that's getting hacked, and that's what's you know that's where the weak. So that'd be interesting is, right? to see because that that's probably the next next I guess the next innovation is going to come. Is those yeah. you know finding a, a solid bridge, bridge that can allow all these all these uh, people to intersecting on or you know the exchange? Yeah. They'll probably come up with some name, like a you know taking the traffic some kind of a traffic, whatever it is you know use that acronym. But... Uh, yeah, golden the Golden Gates, yeah the the Golden Gate Crypto Bridge something like that. Yeah, or the if you take like a, a big inter multi multi exchange you know the in, in the U.S. highway system or something like that. So oh uh, yeah okay yeah yeah. Like a like a traffic circle or something like that, you know. So, Mark, what do you got? So let's let's go to the charts because I mean, go, this is the favorite. <laughs> I've heard enough sure. of this. Let's go. Let's go to the charts. Let's go to the charts. All right. Mark. Let's see. Let's see what we got today. And I'm gonna tell you, Al. You know, every week, it's it, it's there's nothing exciting, man. You know, that's the problem. And I looked last week. Uh, you know, I did like these. You know, trying to do these uh, updates, these market updates every couple of days, but it's hard because it's like. There's nothing exciting going on. And, uh, you know, we called this, we said until, you know, if we, right from the beginning of these podcasts, right, right from, I think when we started doing them, it was like, what, you know, August or yeah, whatever it August, was. And we yeah, started looking at it and we said, I said, until, you know, on the monthly chart, until this, until it meets, reaches these uh, moving averages, right. Until it gets close to these moving averages, it's just going to trade sideways. And that's exactly what it's done. Right. So. Um, I do still like, you know, and again, this is not trading advice, but, um, you know, I, I do feel like we're going to see some kind of surprise rally in the next couple of weeks here that no one's expecting. And then, and this is just my, I mean, not yeah, backed by any substantial. It's still more correlated today with the regular markets, you know, the, 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 yeah. the regular, you know, the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, so, there's more correlation these days than there was three, four years ago. The crypto markets yeah. kind of just did whatever they wanted to do. If there's some scary noise going on in China or regulatory news in the U.S., the crypto markets would would go run and hide. Today, it's yeah. everything else is down. They're down. If the crypto's down, you know, crypto goes or so the regular market goes up, crypto goes up. So there was a bit of a a, a, a push up this week to twenty thousand five hundred something like that. Yeah, I was expecting it to go more, to be honest. And, and I think you know, if we look at on the monthly chart, if we're looking at the 50-day moving average, you know, we got 22,600 is the uh, resistance line there. Yeah. And I could see it, like, coming up and hitting that again at some point this month. And then 
I was expected to continue to sell down afterwards, right? But I mean, whether that happens and when it happens, it's you know to be. So what's that big purple line going down, crossing, crossing down? What is that? Oh, uh, this is just a trend line that you know. But like, I think we just drew this from a long. So time that one ago. is like a, it's like a knife cutting through them. Now it's red, and yeah. as you as you scroll on, I drag it. Yeah, I mean, it's just a trend line. But like I said, I mean, I'm not a big supporter of trend lines because you can draw your trend line however you want, right? It's <laughs> yeah. just, it, I, Go on I don't the red, find it very effective. Find the green so, ones, Mark. Find the trend on the green. Yeah, but I mean, you can see like, you know, if I draw the trend line, I mean, yeah, it, it, I think as it as we get into the end of October, early November, I think we're going to see, you know, the sell down, right? The continued sell down of yeah. these assets. And that, and that includes the traditional markets, right? But I mean, it's all to be determined. No one, uh, and if I could predict the markets accurately all the time, well, uh, we'd be... it looks like a potato, Mark. It looks like a squash, crypto or potato, a yam, or a sweet potato. That that shape of the Bitcoin chart up there, bring the wider out. It looks like a big, yeah. just an ugly sweet potato. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. Right, a lot so of, the crypto potato. Not a lot of sweetness at the moment, but the crypto potato, Mark. The crypto potato. It just is an yeah. oblong shape, not pretty. Not pretty. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's all relative, right? If you bought Bitcoin back in, well, you know, 2016 when it was $570, well, you still made quite a bit of money, you know? So it's all relative, right? You know, you can see, oh, look back in 2014, you, you could have bought it for $300, it's you know? So That's really flat back then. No, yeah. it's funny, you know, listening to people speak about that. It could have, 2012 when I first got looked at it, it was yeah. 500, it was 150 dollars. And then I, I could have, but that's my point. It's like you know, people are like, "Oh, crypto's crashing," and "Oh my gosh, it's the world's over." Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, "Well, it's it's only crashing if you bought it at 60,000." And I mean, if you bought it at 60,000, well, yeah, um, you know, you bought it at the top of the market, right? Unfortunately, but uh, you know, that that's not to say that it won't return. Well, it's there, funny because you know? I was listening to it was, it was literally, you know, in in. September, July, August, September of 2017. Mm -hmm. And so my mate is like, come on, Al, you got to look at this. Mate, it's going up. With, he's like this Australian guy I worked with. He's like, every Craig, Craig Field, he's like, come on, mate, you got to look at this. So it's going up a thousand every day. Ten, it was 8,000, 9,000, 10,000. Yeah. And I was literally was saying, oh, come on, leave it on the table. Just let someone else. But he was in Euro. He was also in Euros as well. So it was a little bit more at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. I'm like, yeah, come on, Mike, you got to leave it on the table. That was the, the conservative side of me, right? Obviously, then at the end of 2017, it hit 20,000. Yep. And you're like, and, oh, uh, man. Yeah, you know, 19. It was not quite 20. But I'm just saying, it wasn't like I was killing myself. Because first of all, I didn't have an account. It took me a while yep. to open up my Binance account. But that's yep. when I realized there's something, you know, important here that's happening. And, you know, I, I, I read a lot of literature. I read a lot. Of, there was a lot of literature available, but maybe not so much. But it was incredible, Mark. I mean, it's, so it's learning. I've heard this time and again. Spend 30, 40, 50, 60 hours learning this stuff, learning what's yeah, going on. Yeah, and just learning what it is, right? And, yeah. and then it would save you from making, you know... The crypto, um, potato, the crypto potato well, investment. From, from making big statements like Bitcoin's a fad and then yeah. you're comparing it to the internet statement that the internet's a fad and in the, in the, at the end of the, you know, the 2000s. Well, yeah. it will save you the, the shame and embarrassment of making a statement like that, right? So... Anyway, um, well, yeah. Mark, thank this has been good. I've been again. I the, the, the news, as I said, it was, we were two weeks kind of two weeks without really, yeah, it's hard sometimes to find news. So I think it's better that we wait. And like you said, with the trading, it's better than, than trying to do it every day, uh, look at it when it's when there's something really significant or so. Yeah, exactly, man.
Well, always a pleasure, Al. And uh, it was great Mark, catching up. Safe travels. See you we'll in, see you see you in the... Canada, man. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see you on the, the well, Bitcoin uh, side. We should, we should meet up at uh, Pete's. Wait, what's, what's the one in Red Deer there? Pete's uh, Burger driving. Shack. Pete's driving. Pete's driving, yeah. Equivalent of Shake Shake Shack. The Canadian, that's the oh, Alberta Shake Shack. Shake Shack. So Pete's driving. Down on the... Uh, Pete's yeah. driving. AKA right, Shake Shack. See you, brother. Hey, brother. Ciao. Okay.